Welcome to the Kevin and Philip Project, a podcast with two guys who love to eat, travel, talk sports, and have no idea how to raise teenage girls. Coming to you live from Salina, Kansas. Here are your hosts, Kevin and Philip. Welcome to season five, episode eleven of the Kevin and Philip Project. We got a lot of stuff to catch up on. It's been a few weeks. We've had a few guests the last couple times, but to start with, somebody celebrated a big birthday yesterday. Somewhere Happy in my fifties. Somewhere in my fifties. <laughs> and for uh, and my daughter Annabelle was sixteen the day before me. So the previous week we went on a little five day cruise out of Galveston. It takes longer than five days when you drive to yeah. Galveston. Oh. <laughs> so oh. we drove to Galveston, which was not terrible. We left at 6 in the morning, was there by 6 at night, the first night in Galveston. But the weather was bad last week in Texas. I don't know if you guys knew that or not, but it was yeah. chilly, nothing nice about it. And But the cruise, you know, if you've ever been on a cruise, there, there's a lot of things to do. You can stay busy every day. We had a couple of just two stops on a five-day cruise. It was just a Cozumel, uh, Costa Maya, the only two stops that we had. And uh, But uh, had three girls go with us, including Annabelle and two of her friends, and then me and Lisa and one other mom. And uh, pretty fun time for five days. But as you can see, I don't have a tan, do I? <laughs> yeah, you don't. I made sure and ah, stayed in the shade the whole time, even sitting on the beach. The beach was beautiful in Cozumel. And I I, um, I put myself right underneath one of those shade trees with a green drink and stayed right there. Did not burn myself. I saw somebody that was interesting that shares a birthday with you. Um, who could that be? <laughs> you share a birthday with the styling, profiling, limousine riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, son of a gun. Who is that? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Rick Flair. Yep. He's his birthday's the Me same and Rick day. Rick Flair on the same day. All yep. right. So. Yeah, that's cool. Um, hey, we we don't know anything more about arena football than we did the last time we were on the show, but the well, something we were going to talk about is as the season gets closer and as we get a little closer, me and Kevin will do some updates on what we know of what team is coming. It, it appears a few people listen to that podcast. Yep. And uh, so we, we want people to know if you listen to us again that, yes, we will get into a little more arena football as the season gets going. And um we're glad to have new listeners listening to that. Yeah, no, we uh, the last two podcasts have been really good. Uh, a lot of positive feedback. Uh, speaking of the the one we did two podcasts ago around the sports cards, so yeah. um, I was uh, what, if you remember, we call it rip and wax, where you open boxes right. and you're opening cards and packs of cards. And so Friday night, I, the new NBA uh, prisms came out, and that's one that you almost have to pre-order because they usually run out. And uh, so I got a couple boxes, decided to open one, hit a card that I knew was a pretty good card of Victor Wimbanyama. It was a, a numbered card. Went to the library to uh, meet up with some man bucks and have a couple drinks for the basketball game and uh, decided to come home and put that baby online because uh, Jacob, who was on the podcast with us, texted me and he said, hey, have you seen 
what those cards are going for right now. Said no, didn't really do any research on it, and uh, sold it that night for thirty two hundred dollars. All right. So, what woo! what card was it? It was a Victor Wimbanyama uh, white prism card. So it was out of I think there was one hundred seventy five of them made. I had number one hundred forty one. Tell us how you got that card again. I just in a random pack, just ordered a box of, of packs of cards and just one of those lucky pulls on the old machine. On that one, yep, yeah, yep, great. So. Do you know? I don't know if it's because uh, IA or whatever it's called, AIs out there figuring out what I like or what I've been looking at. But yep. I've got more stories on okay. cards, and I saw just today someone had uh, an unopened entire case of '79 hockey, and there's a ton of Wayne Gretzky cards, which there's only a few real rookie mm-hmm. cards that this guy evidently has several million dollars worth of cards that his family didn't even know he had. Um, now, I don't know how come I'm getting these all of a sudden, but the truth I is. I can tell you. <laughs> is it because we talked about it? Yeah, you. and the phone's listening to me. Um, but uh, if you'll go, if you'll do start talking about those things, you'll see that there really is a tremendous market in baseball cards, right? Or all cards, not just baseball. Because I, I never would have thought of hockey being a big seller, but evidently. Yep. If you get the right year with the right yep. rookies, I mean, that's what it's all about. So. Um, you know, we really haven't talked too much about the Super Bowl um, uh, on the podcast. So, obviously, a big Chiefs win there. I saw something very interesting today on Twitter, and it said, so Mahomes has won three Super Bowls with the Chiefs. The Chiefs have trailed by 10 points in the second half of all three of those games. Pretty good. So, yeah. Yeah. I would say it's pretty good. So, I mean, think about this. I'm, I'm going to go off on a on Mahomes thing here real quick. 2022, the Chiefs trade Tyreek Hill. They have a young, I would say probably below average defense. Mahomes suffers a, a high ankle sprain, what, like two drives into the divisional round. They win the Super Bowl. This year, wide receiver led the, leagues in, led the league in drops. Uh the offensive line led the league in penalties this year. Um, back-to-back road games. They lost six games. Down 10 again. Down in overtime. Win the Super Bowl. You know, it's 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 Patrick Mahomes. So, my point is, yeah, it's you can't talk about the greatest of all time yet. I mean, he's six years into his career. He's got, but he's already somebody that is in the discussion. He's got to be in the discussion, yeah. right? That's that's my question. Is he yeah. in the discussion at this point? He's in the discussion. You you keep him healthy. You keep Andy Reid around him, and does what does Andy Reid turn into though? I mean, everybody knows what we're going to say is the greatest of all time has got to be Tom Brady, and the Bill Belichick's got to be the greatest of all time. But hey, they could be having two guys nipping yeah. on their heels right now. Yeah, no, because I mean, Belichick, you know, prior to. Prior to working for the uh, in New England, he was what he was, Giants defensive guys. He was around the he league like Browns, Cleveland yeah. Browns. He was yeah. around the league quite a bit. And what made him the great, what he is now is Patrick Mahomes. Well, I mean, uh, Tom I mean, Brady. was Tom yeah. Brady. But yeah, honestly, you start looking at at Andy Reid's past. When he was an eagle and pretty darn he, good, he was always very good. Just never won the big one. I mean, that's the only. Well, he never that's had only, Patrick Mahomes, but it, you know, one that's guy the only knock in Philadelphia that you can put on him. I mean, he made the playoffs regularly. I think he's um, he, he he potentially is going to be in the breath of 
you don't feel like you're a homer because you're a Kansas guy, but he's got to be in the breath of one of the greatest coaches ever eventually. You win another one next year, yeah. gets pretty hot conversation. Yep, I think so. so. <laughs> and he tolerates different dudes than – I mean, even in, during the game whenever Kelsey basically offended a lot of people the yep. way he jumped in yep. on him and screamed there. Yep. He handles that with so much class, yes. doesn't even bother him. Yeah. Just water off a duck's yeah. back, you know. And just imagine that's some of these great coaches from the past, Landry, you know, mm -hmm. Dallas guys. Those guys didn't have to deal with players like we have. they have yeah. to deal with now. Now you're dealing with sort of like what we've always talked about in baseball, nine starters and it's nine different companies out there playing for yep. you. Football's getting that same way. Yep. Kelsey's his own machine. Yep. Mahomes' his own machine. Everybody's their Kelsey's own. Kelsey's machine really ramped up this yeah. year. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they deal with so many yeah. high-profile personalities that guys in the past didn't have to deal so much with. And so, for him to handle it the way he handles it, he's got to be considered one of the best coaches ever. Yep. No, I, I would agree. That's you got to be talking about it now. So, um, another update. So it's probably already happened as we're recording this about, it's about four 35. Um, I'm going to step into, uh, my first, I, I don't know if government role at local government, because it's not quite local government, but my first civic board, um, I, uh, it's in the, uh, uh oh, I'm drawing a blank right now. The consent agenda for the city commission meeting today that they're appointing some new members to some different boards and yeah and I'm on there so assuming they approve the consent agenda I will uh, be a member of the parks and rec advisory board um, what, any day now have they told you roughly how often that meets it's once a month okay um, once a month yeah That's... it's it's once a month for the most part there's there might be some other things here and there if you're going to go visit maybe something that they're going to do. But uh, and we're going to get into some government stuff here um, in a few seconds. But uh, I do want to give a shout out to the city of Salina and whoever the private donor was for this. But went to the pickleball courts yesterday about uh, was about one thirty or so uh, with Kelly's family. Completely packed. There was even people sitting around watching. Is so, that across from the Tony's Event Center? No, no, it's in Oakdale Park. Oh, in Oakdale. Yep. Okay, yeah, not... where the where the tennis courts used to be in Oakdale Park. They're now pickle courts, huh? They're up. Yep, there's what I think there's 12 of them there if I remember correctly. Hmm. So, and we got the last one when we got there. They were all completely full, lots of people, lots of uh conversation going on. There were some people out walking and they would stop and watch and learning how to play pickleball and it was a very good time. So, What was the age group? It was all over the place. So yeah, all over the place. That the only pickleball courts that I that I know of, you know, is on down on Grand Lake on Shangri La, and it's always people older than me. Mm -hmm. And my birthday was yesterday, and I'm mid fifty, so y'all can guess how old. But they they seem to love it, and I was just yeah. wondering maybe if it was that age, like um, sixty a lot. Or I would say there was maybe half of them, but. Um, there was quite a few people that I knew that were my age and younger than me. Um, there were some kids out there playing, like seven, eight-year-old kids. Huh. Um, I think their parents were there playing, and then they jumped on the court and played a little bit to give the, the parents a rest. But, uh, no, it was 
How many courts are there? I think there's 12. I think there was 12 of them there. That's pretty so, good. Yep. I haven't even seen it. So. so everybody go down and get a look at that. Yeah, no. Good job. So, hey, well, let's get into the little, little local happenings here. So we briefly touched on this a couple of podcasts ago, and it just kind of amped up a little bit this week. So I thought we'd revisit it with some new information going on. But uh, I want to talk a little bit about the Cozy Inn happenings and, and, the, and the painting on the side of the uh, – of the building. I'm going to call it a painting for now. I'm going to get into to that a little bit, but, uh, you're not an expert on what's art and what's a mural then is what you're telling me. I think that I understand the difference, but we're, we're, but I don't think the question is <laughs> between those two. And I know that a lot of you think that this podcast would be a lot more exciting if, if Phil and I disagreed more than we do. Unfortunately, we agree on a lot of stuff. Uh, but I think we're going to disagree on this one a little bit, so we'll see where this goes. But just to fill you in real quick, and then we'll start we'll start giving some opinions. But so, if those of you that don't know or don't live in Salina, there is a little burger joint here in town called the Cozy Inn. It's kind of a White Castle type of scenario. If 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 you're familiar with that, if you're not familiar with Cozy Inn, and there's a big white wall on the side of the building, and so. Here, a few months ago, the owner of Cozy Inn decided to pay a local artist. I'm assuming he's paying him, I guess. But get a local artist to paint a painting on the side of the wall. Um, It's a large hamburger. There is some some text, but I don't think there's a lot. But it's just he just wanted to decorate the side of the the building. It's been canceled mid-painting. Mid, yes, mid paintings. There was I can tell you what could be was going to be added more. So yeah, so they were they had started painting. They had prepped the wall. They had started the painting, and then they were asked by the city of Salina to stop painting because it's going to vi- it would potentially violate a city ordinance. So it's I mean it's it's been quite a few months. It, it, nothing's would, happened. It's been going on since probably. If he was painting outside, it fall. would have been in the fall, yep. late summer, somewhere yep. along in there. Yep. When it when it first started, yep. and there is a completed hamburger. I suppose that's part of the issues because it's a hamburger and it's a hamburger joint, according to the city of Salina. We'll see if we disagree or not. Yep. I'm. Uh, well, let me add one thing, and then we'll get into our opinion. So the reason this has come back up again is because nothing has progressed, really progressed. I should say. I don't know for certain. Um, since that time, since they were asked to stop. And so this past week, the owner of the of the Cozy Inn has now put a lawsuit on the city of Salina for this. He's not asking for any money, but it's a freedom of speech issue, according to him. And so he's suing the city so that he can continue painting this painting on the side of his wall. Now go for it. I'll let you start. Hopefully we disagree. That's what I'm hoping I think for. we're going to. I'm 100% on the cozy inside. Then we're going to disagree a little bit. 100%. Um, the, the painting, as such, is on not on Santa Fe. It's a block behind facing a parking lot. Yep. Which is part of the reason that I completely agree with him. Um, he, he's, he's known for bringing people from all over the country to his place. He's been in multiple national magazines as the best place to stop in Kansas for a yep. hamburger. He's brought yep. the the business itself over all these years. It's like a hundred year old business has brought a lot of business to downtown Salina. Yep. 
that's part of my okay that does that make it okay to go ahead and his intention was not to violate the rule his intention was to was to the city has been putting in art downtown for now they painted the side of one of the silos they've got mm-hmm. art around on different buildings i think he was just thinking he was going to jump in and be a part of that art yes okay but then someone complained so it had to have been someone. I don't know if they have code violators out driving around or what, but to me it was a had to be a citizen's complaint to bring it to you've got to halt this. Uh, he's not in. He's not in. He's in violation of our downtown rules, which I feel like sometimes downtown has its own set of rules that maybe don't. It does a little bit. Yeah, the, the downtown stuff. But for me, I don't see it as a free speech. I mean, I don't, I don't understand that part of it. But he was going to add also aliens to it, like the aliens are coming to get the hamburger from traveling from far off. There's, it was going to become a little bit more. But I'm, I'm not opposed to it at all. I mean, I, I kind of think it's a fight that the city, why do you even want to take it on? I don't know that other people are going to be painting the side of their build. I mean, I don't know. I, don't know. I guess you, you're gonna, it's a case-by-case thing that you got to go get approved, I guess, before you start. Right. But I don't know that he thought that because he thought, well, there's art going everywhere and this isn't going to be yeah. gaudy. Yeah, I and don't. It's facing yeah, a parking lot. I don't line. think he did anything malicious. No, I, I, I 100% so agree all. with you. He had a side of a building. He decided he wanted to paint it. Go for it. I, I probably would have done the same thing. I probably would not have known that I needed to t- contact the city about right. this. So I, I, and I, what I'm about to say, I do not think that there's he did anything wrong. I do not think he did anything malicious. I don't think he's trying to violate any rules or anything like that. Here's my thing. This is advertising. He's painting hamburgers on the side of his little tiny building. Large hamburgers. It's advertising. It's a billboard, in my opinion. I feel like the purpose of the ordinance that's in place today, you can't just have it open and say anybody can paint anything they want on any wall. You can't do that when it comes to advertising. I'll give an example. This was my example, but I saw a couple other people post something very similar on Facebook. What if the lion's den moved in right next to your house and decided to paint one of their walls with a bunch of titties? (laughs) Well, now I got to mark this as explicit. No, that's no, it is. It's (laughs) Um, pornographic images. (laughs) Oh, my. And and that would be offensive to probably 98% of the people that drove at least 50. At least 50. (laughs) So if you repeal this ordinance, yeah, and you just say, you know what, every somebody could pay anything they want on a wall to advertise their business. If you're for that, if you're for repealing this, then I don't want to hear you bitching and complaining when you see other stuff that's offensive. Because I promise you that there will be other stuff that will come after the fact that's offensive. I don't know. It's one of those fine lines. You go walking down and you go, why can't everything be a case-by-case basis and not just a black and white? You know, there's got to be some gray on everything. Me for him, I mean... When you're bringing people from everywhere into mm-hmm. your downtown, the people in downtown should be happy that there's something that is even, potentially could even draw more people to the downtown. Yep. Drawing a set of breasts on the wall is not going to bring anybody. I can see them saying, oh, that's not going to go. But this is, I just don't. 
I'm not opposed to him. The, I guess the, the city's going to have a tough decision to make, and I don't know if they're the one that's going to even get to make the decision if it goes to court. Yeah, I but. I think that I, I agree with you that it needs to be a case-by-case basis. I do think that there should be a process in place that in this scenario he was stopped. There is no reason, in my opinion, that it should be dragging out this long. No, I don't think there so. There is either. nothing offensive or anything like that that he's doing. I think there should be a process in place where you, you ideally you want them to go ask first. But in this case, the guy didn't un, didn't know, made a mistake. That's fine. Stop. Let's talk it. Sit down with the city. I mean, this is a two-hour conversation at most. This is what I'm planning on doing. This is why I'm doing it. Yes, there's nothing offensive. That's fine. Go ahead and do it. And you're off and running again. There, there should not be taking six months to try to figure but this out. But have you read where the city of Salina has now hired a person to come in and determine whether things yep. are... One? Well, that to me is just... You're going to tell me that the five commissioners that we have hired down there, that we've elected down there, can't figure that out on their own? I mean, that's ridiculous to go spending more tax money over I would probably such an agree issue with that. that's... Yep. I mean, the five guys we elected should be the ones saying, here's what we're going to do. Now, you, if you did, like I've always said, if I send, okay, I'm not very happy right now with, with our senator for voting yes on the $95 billion, mm-hmm. uh, Jerry Moran. If Jerry Moran goes around the state of Kansas and asks everybody, what do y'all think? What's your opinion? What do you think the majority of Kansas In Can- Nobody's going to say yes to that. No. So Jerry Moran goes and votes against exactly what we don't yep. want. That's what you wonder about if our city commissioners – if they'd go do what the public says, hey, we're all for this. Because I've watched all these Facebook pages. 95% of the people are, this is ridiculous. Yep. This is ridiculous. So why can't our five city commissioners go, everybody in my district here in town is not opposed to that. So let's, it's good. Okay. Let's just go with it. But, but that's why we elect no, those guys I'm, to go vote for us. I'm trying to think how I want say want to say what I want to say without offending people. <laughs> um, I I understand what you're saying there, and I don't necessarily disagree with that in principle. But there's a lot of things. If you just everybody says, you know what, he should be able to paint it, get rid of this ordinance, freedom of speech. You should be able to do what you want. <laughs> and I think that you're not thinking. Yes, in this scenario. Because it's a mural of a hamburger. Yeah. But I think that there are, will be repercussions from just blindly saying, repeal the ordinance and move on. Right. That, that those people aren't considering. And those are the people that are going to bitch when they see something like what I was just talking about before. And be like, well, this is offensive. Well, if you wouldn't have repealed that ordinance, this wouldn't exist. So don't come complaining to me because you are for that. I, we talked about this would go away or not go away. Now, the only it's way that not it would, going away now. Well, now it's not going <laughs> away. But the only way that it was going to go away was if he would have asked up front, which, like you said, I don't think he intentionally did something. Mm-hmm. He didn't even probably think, oh, I need to go ask yeah. to paint a hamburger yeah. on the side of my building. So, um, so for me, there's once the cat's out of the bag, it's hard to put back in. Now oh, yeah. it's going to lead to yep. lawsuits is what yep. it's going to be. The challenge, and, and I, I – I, I feel sometimes the city of Salina, we hire consultants more than we probably need uh, to. Without question. But the challenge silly. here is, okay, so now we're going to have to, there's no doubt the ordinance is going to be changed in some fashion moving forward. 
you've got to do it in a way that it's still black and white. You cannot have gray area in there because people will exploit the gray area. Yeah. So it's got to be black and white, but it's also you got to deal with it's got to be constitutional. You've got to be able to enforce it. There's so many other things. This is not just a simple we shouldn't do this and get rid of it or yes, let's keep it as it is and move on. Like there's more to this. I think the people that are have taken the lawsuit have taken a lawsuit against maybe the city of Ottawa already, taking them to court on similar similar, similar things. Similar things, yeah. Is the reason the that they got involved in it. Right. Um, of course, all of my information is coming from reading maybe one article. And, uh, you know, it, it's the thing of Mike Shrouds, the city manager. Sometimes their jobs are so unthankful. My oh, God. yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, he's just a good guy. He's yep. trying to do his best and and – you're just stepping shit everywhere you yeah. go. You just yeah, you- I just think, I'll be honest with you, Philip. My, my one thing with this, like I said before, I just think this probably, in my opinion, and again, I don't know what's going on, going on behind City Hall's doors. Right. I just feel like this could have been handled very quickly, and easily. Quietly, a lot quieter. And just move on. Don't Gee, let the whole city we got get involved. Way, we got way more problems. Even just downtown, we got way more problems than well, this. Well, if you let the city get, I mean, you let the citizens get involved in all this, and that's what they've basically opened it up to, then it is a total fight. Well, and, and, it's, and um, I, got, I have some, some things here. Like, So you mentioned the comments on like Facebook, on social media yeah. posts. So one guy... He was comparing this to something at Bike Tech. To be honest with you, I couldn't even understand what the hell the guy was even talking about. But he says that it is about Monty Shadwick, who is a county commissioner. Uh, well, let me let me back up. So he said his, he compared this to a mural at Bike Tech and said that this is the reason this is going on is because none of the county commissioners have never been affiliated with Bike Tech. But Monty Shadwick, who owned Cozy Inn 20 years ago, he saw the mural, hated it, and had a dramatic little girl reaction over it. <laughs> when somebody told this Scott guy, who I won't say his last name, that number one, that's a, he's on the county commission. He has nothing to do with this at all. Right, like right. people like just freak out and make comments, and they're not Tell educated about the situation. Well, there are. I mean, like you, you said, I mean, Bike Tech does have a little bit of art on the side of theirs, but then you go on down and just going up and down Ohio Street, there are several places that have but words or whatever. Right. Or there's a coffee shop that has the whole thing painted. But up, what uh, you don't know is did they go yeah, to they the city? Yeah, they approved, yeah. Did, and it got approved, and here's why. XYZ is the reason. I mean, that's... People are making assumptions that right. they don't know. Right. Like one lady made a comment about that. No, this is why nobody comes to Salina and stays. <laughs> there is nobody making a decision on whether they're going to stay in Salina or not based on a mural on the wall at Cozy I'll Inn. I'll tell you what, though. Cozy Inn does bring people to Salina. Um, and maybe that's one of the reasons I would say I'm kind of would be sort of for it because I do truly believe. I mean, you read these traveling magazines, and uh, there's, uh, you know, there's people that go chase the best hamburgers all over the mm-hmm. country, just like you'd chase anything else. Yeah. And so, uh, it's pretty neat for them to get, come into town and see that. I mean, yeah, just no. It, what, like I mean, I, said, I just there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, but um, yeah, but you, you're right though. You just open up the, you open it up to where that. <sighs> 
somebody's going to be offended by I mean I don't know what what other business you can think of in town besides a strip club but yeah, I mean a restaurant or a, a, a um, I, and I don't want to like I don't want liquor stores or whatever or it, could do. I mean I I don't want to offend people again but like a, a tattoo place maybe you know what I mean right, like yeah. you, just, you could just put a picture of up of about anything yeah that looks I mean cool so yeah. But here, here's my last point I'll make, and then we'll move on to something else. Again, going back to the social media thing, I'm going to give you a hint. And, and I'm not saying I'm better than you if you do this. I'm not smarter than you. I'm just going to give you a little clue. If you're going to post something, and you're posting something that you believe is factual, and you want other people to believe it's factual, number one, don't start with, I don't know about this, but... Because anything you say after that is completely worthless. And number two, if you're going to make a point, it doesn't have to be perfect grammar and spelling and punctuation, but give it a try, please. <laughs> so this one lady... Show a little of intelligence. Her, her name is Anne. Again, I won't say her last name. Her exact... So she's comparing this to the rodeo arena, which you and I have had conversations around that in the past on this podcast and, and then tearing it down. But she compared this to, I think she meant more from the city standpoint, but she said, just like tearing down the rodeo grounds, and I, I'm not sure how I'm even going to be able to say this, and puttying, put, puttying in Gehoes, Worry Hellas, Tennis, Corfs. <laughs> Bad decisions. That was her post. She spelled quartz, C-O-U-F-T-Z. She spelled those, G-H-O-S-E. Big fingers like me. It's hard <laughs> to hit those buttons right. It's like you read it and you're like, okay, I, I think I know what she was trying to say, but it, it doesn't really come off that well. So I don't know. I hate to see, you know, we can go to anything. I can go, now that baseball season start, I start getting a lot more, or, you know, spring training started. So I get a lot more... Um, things that pop up on my Facebook about who was the greatest, you know, who was this, who was that, the best. The, people will just argue. Yep. I mean, it's almost like a, we. there truly is two Americas. There's uh, – Well, some people just want to argue to argue. You know something happened today, and this isn't anything we can argue about, but it does piss you off about the illegals. But did you see the little girl killed in – Yeah, the, in yeah, the Georgia. Georgia campus yeah. today out jogging was killed. Just zero reason why. Just had a blunt object, knocks her in the head and kills her. Completely an illegal alien uh, that has been snuck across the border or just walked well, across the border. We've detained him and let him go. It, it, it's yeah. just unbelievable. Yeah. And I'm just, it scares you to think that that's the kind of people. I I mean, I hear reports now that, hey, they're just letting people out of prison. Yeah. Just send them from Guatemala or just wherever. Yeah. Just send them across. Yeah. Just so, go. Just don't so stay So what here. kind of people are we truly yeah. getting yeah. in America right no, now? No, this guy, when he crossed Pretty the border, we caught him, and he was detained and then let go. Yeah. So. I, I, you just hope that's not – I mean, what are you doing on University of Georgia campus killing people? I mean, it's yeah. just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Twenty Something like 25-year-old guy or something like that? Yeah, he wasn't too old yet. But, but I'm afraid that that's what we've – let come across as a whole lot of evil, evil people. Yeah, I don't know what are we going to do about it. I mean, the cat's already out of the bag there too. Yep, they're oh, here. Yeah, they're, I was going to say nothing you can do about it now. But yep. so, well, hey, let's talk about another happening that happened over the weekend. 
Did you see the court storming after the Duke Wake Forest game? Did you think the Duke guy was trying to trip? Yes, a hundred percent. So, are we going to agree on this too now? No, I tell you what, the, it, there is zero way that you can stop people from storming the court. You can tell them you're fining them, send them. Jay to jail. Billis wants to arrest them all. He no, wants ridiculous. to corral them all, and, 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 and he, he never did it. He no. never saw it. I mean, Duke there, just stormed the football field. At the when they beat Clemson back in September of this past year, maybe it's wrong, but you cannot stop right. it. No, you're dealing with you, who storms the court? Eighteen to twenty-one year olds that are liquored up. Yeah, who's so, going to stop them? So K State is a perfect example. So nine, ten years, I don't remember when it was. After beating KU, we stormed the court, which, by the way, is really fun if you ever get a chance to do it. Right. And there was an incident, a chicken wing. It was literally nothing, but KU made a whole big deal about it. And so K-State put in policies and procedures so that when it happens again, which it has happened multiple times since then, they can get the players and the coaches off safely and into the locker room. It's worked like a charm every time since then. You can do it. The problem, and we can argue about the court storming, whether you should or shouldn't do it, but the problem Saturday was not with the court storming. The problem was with the lack of security and procedures in place to yeah. be able to get the Duke players. That's on Wake Forest. That that's not on everybody else in the in Here's the, the thing. basketball. Wake Forest never dreamed of hiring twenty more because they never dreamed they were going to beat Duke. Yeah. So you're you. It's tough enough to staff these. These right, which you, you know about that because uh, my brother helps staff for K State, yep. you know, and it's it's yep. a struggle to find yep. people every week, and the more people you need, the harder it is to find them. So you know, Wake Forest probably had the amount of people there to handle a losing crowd, that with yep. no expectations of we're going to win today and something exciting is going to happen, and uh, so to be able to plan for everything is just not possible. It's just it'll it'll be interesting to see. My assumption. I'm going off of nothing other than the history of Duke players and the history of court storming issues this year. He'll be playing the next game. Oh, He'll yeah. be fine. Did you see when Caitlin Clark, yep. the girlfriend, she, yep. she she basically tried to take a girl out yeah. and then fake like she right. was injured. Oh, yeah. She couldn't even walk off the court. Right. She was bent over, and then she was fine in fine the post, in 10 minutes. post-game press conference. Yeah. Same it's deal all here. A show. He looked like he was not going to be able to walk again the rest of his life. He literally couldn't walk off of the court <laughs> on his own, and they had to carry him off the court. After playing a whole basketball game. Guarantee he'll be playing the guys, next game. Some five-foot-eight guy come out and really wiped you out. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. This, You know, you, you can end up. As a league, maybe you can, hey, we're going to fine you if you have court storming. You can make all the announcements you want to make. They ain't paying the fine. If OU would have lost to OSU as their last game the other day, I promise you OSU would have stormed the court. There's no question. We beat them at the buzzer, so they weren't given the opportunity. But when they panned around to their fans, you probably didn't see this. I did not. The OSU fans were flipping the camera off, just blatantly, right in the, you know, yep. right in the. Uh oh, yep. something come knocked loose here on me. But <laughs> but it was. Yeah. So you're gonna get ignorance. Guess how old the kid was that was flipping off the cameras? I'm guessing. Looked to be about 20 yeah. years old, yeah. 21 years old, 
probably been over at Eskimo Joe's all day long <laughs> before the game. Got some bacon cheese And so fries. you're just not going to stop these. I mean, it's, it's not going to. There's no unless you put a fence up around the court. Yeah. Only way you're going to stop yeah, it. It's. It, I mean, SEC fines a hundred thousand dollars for a court storming. That didn't stop them. And it happened. Two hundred ain't going to stop them. No. Those kids silly. aren't paying that fine. No. So. No. No. Just, and you, what are you going to do? Throw uh, how many were on the court? Probably. 300, 400, you're going to throw all three or 400 out of school? That's what Jay Billis wants. Ze- several others uh, don't even go to school there that were probably part of it. Oh, I t- I'm like you. I'm sure for the kids it's a lot of fun. And and th- the truth is they're not running out there to tackle the other team's no. players. No. That is not no. their intention. And, and, I, uh, and I know in real time it didn't look this way. I thought it kind of did, to be honest with you. I was at Speakeasy when we saw it the first time we were watching the end of the K-State game. I thought it looked like he did something, but I wasn't sure. And, yeah, I get you're watching a slow motion. Everything looks different in slow motion. It looks – he definitely initiated contact with the first fan <laughs> that ran by him. Whether he tried to trip him or not, I don't know the, the answer to that. I could see that both ways. But he definitely shoved the guy and initiated contact – which, in my opinion, then when the second person ran by and he didn't see them, that's when all hell broke loose and yep. he spun around and broke his both of his legs and had to be carried off the the court. So, well, we're not we weren't going to really talk that much basketball, but I'm telling you, the Big Twelve could be best league in the country right now as far as having an amount of teams make the yes. tournament. I think it's the most. Com- <laughs> Best league is, is really hard. It's definitely the most com- – top to bottom, it's by far the most competitive yep. league. Best depends on what your qualifications are for best. Because I'll be honest with you, I think we're weaker at the top than we normally are. Houston obviously has a good chance to make a run. KU always plays well at the end of the season, but by all standards, KU is down this year compared to where they would normally be. Texas is way down this year. Yep. Um, Baylor is they're starting to flirt with dropping. I mean, w- but how much faith do you have in the second place teams? Iowa, Iowa State. Yeah, not, that's I what I mean. I don't have a ton yeah, of faith. No, they're not going to for, they a, never for make a deep a run. run. I, w- right. I would, I would almost say, I would trust Kansas making a deeper run than Iowa State, yep. even though they're. Not I would agree, hundred percent agree. I, I just think at the at the top of our conference this year, because usually the Big Twelve has three teams or so that you could say. They are primed to make a pretty deep run in the tournament. Yeah. And I think you've only got one, we'll say one and a half with Kansas, because you can't, you always have to count them in. You can't count them out. That's it. Yeah, we'll be. We got lower, a bunch of middle of the pack teams. Well, it will be lower seeds, right. nine, 10 seeds, right. eight seeds. Right. Like Oklahoma, you'd expect they would probably go in as an eight, nine, 10 seed. Because yeah, I would expect Oklahoma would make the tournament. Texas Tech will make the tournament. Maybe BYU, probably BYU. BYU will make the tournament. Baylor is going to make eight, it. They're all 8, 9, 10 seeds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the guy that – Kelvin Sampson is due, though, to make a deep run. He hasn't had one in a few years, and he's – He seems to F it up every yeah. time. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Do you know, I've told you before, the most cussing I've ever heard on a basketball court is comes out of Kelvin Sampson's mouth. He is the cussinest coach I've cussinest. ever. Cussinest. Oh my goodness! Just cusses while he's talking yep. to his players. Oh, uh, I saw they did a big tribute thing for for Billy Tubbs here not last week or two at OU. I saw his son was talking about some stuff in their interview about the the 
the him getting on the the microphone that we've talked about mm-hmm. many times on this podcast. But uh, thought that was pretty cool. They did a little tribute for for old Billy. I thought um, you were going to say the tribute for Toby. Well, Keith. they did that they too. too. Um, I told you I bought Wichita State softball season tickets. You did tell me that, but yeah, I don't two, think we talked about this. No, on we the didn't podcast. talk about that. We bought Oklahoma and Oklahoma State both play at Wichita State this year, so we we tried to buy tickets to go down to the Oklahoma game and the Oklahoma State game, and um, they said you couldn't buy the tickets unless you bought season tickets. So I think they were ninety bucks, and I said, well, I can give the tickets on days that we can't go or we won't go that much. We'll just give them to the girls like Mo and her friends or whoever likes softball because Wichita State softball is usually They're pretty good. Pretty They've been tough. pretty good last few years, yep. Yeah, and, um, but anyway, I got an email, my first email for being a season ticket holder today that we were, they've canceled the season opener due to inclement weather coming up. Is it supposed to – I thought it was supposed to be beautiful. Uh, Wednesday, it's, we're supposed to be really cold. Maybe that's the day. And then Thursday, a little bit warmer. And then by Friday, we're going to be back up in the 60s, I believe. So Wednesday so, and Thursday, I think it's going to be a little rough. Hey, so. I'll tell you, it's worth going out and watching them. They're, the Wichita State does their baseball and their softball, a lot of fun. I've went to a couple of Wichita. I so think, we'll go a few times this year. I I'm think sure. that is a phenomenal marketing deal for Wichita State. Because we, we went to the OU game when they played here a couple years ago. Yeah. Sold out. Probably the only game that sold out all season. So basically, they're guaranteeing a sellout every game with season tickets. Right. And if you're an OU softball fan, you can't go to a game down in Norman for 90 bucks. So you're buying an entire season ticket. But what's going to happen is Wichita State knows that probably 80% of those tickets that are being sold, those people aren't going to go to every game. So they can still go sell general admission tickets and still make money on that, yep. and they're going to be sitting because yeah, it's not a reserved of... seat, correct? Correct. Yeah, it's, it's just, just general admission. So they're going to they're going to go sell more tickets, knowing that that eighty uh, percent of the season ticket probably holder a thousand ticket holders yeah. are are uh, I don't know how many of that place seats. Um, but that's a great idea. I mean, yeah. you're selling the seats twice every game. <laughs> so uh, well. I'll be excited to go down and watch them. I won't be able to get a ticket to an OU game. They're sold out for the year, yep. and they say that they're very expensive. And is the stadium done? Yeah, it's done okay. now. Or they, it's either it, done or it's it's coming. Because they said it would be for the first yeah. home game, but last and pictures I, I saw, it wasn't well, they, even. Then they haven't had a home game yet, so yeah. I guess they're, you know, they're all traveling right now, still undefeated. And I think that what were they sixty eight straight now as of yesterday, or maybe sixty nine straight? It's the NCAA record ever, and. So it's been like two years now since they've lost. <laughs> oh, oh, home the, games. I got you. Yeah. No, no, just total overall. Oh, just record. overall. There's, they've just, they just okay. passed the most wins ever in a row. Okay. And it's in the, it's got to be in the high sixties or, boy, I'm talking about something I don't know, but I just know it's the record and it's, and it's a lot of games in a row. So what do you think? Going back to basketball, um, what do you think about where OU's at at this point in the season? Give me your thoughts on 500. What I tell you, 500 would be awesome. Um, Did you change that when they were ranked eighth in the country? No, we've been up and down yeah. on the, and I always thought eighth was way yeah, higher I would than agree. Where it should have been. But I also thought if you just, it's because you come in and you come in with a really good record on the think only two losses outside of conference. And then you go 500 in conference. 
you can't ask for much more than that out of OU whenever the whole team was new. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I'm pretty happy with where they're standing right now. You could get one win in the maybe in the tournament. I mean, that's what you're hoping for, get a win. Looks like K-State OU is a pretty good chance to play against each other in the first round. So Oh, in the Big 12 t- yep. tournament? Yeah. Yep. I, I, I'll yep. say this about K-State. Um, because this season, I would say, has been a disappointment. Um, obviously, losing probably your two best players before you start um, doesn't – you're not going to do well. You're not a KU where you've got nine starters, and so if you lose two, you – Two can just step right in. We we don't have that kind of depth. Um, I hear people already saying Tank should be fired. Oh my God! I'd like to meet those people <laughs> again. Social media, yeah, well educated people out there. Mm. Um, I will say that Tang. Oh, he'd get a job pretty fast. Oh yeah, fired him, so you- Tang hurt himself in the fact that he did absolutely so well in year one. Yeah. That this year has been a disappointment, but you're still at home, thirteen and three at home. I mean, um, they're they're five. I think they're a couple games above five hundred. They're just you, below five hundred. But gives you your your home fans should be happy for thirteen. Oklahoma's thirteen and three at home. I went to two of the losses, so I'm not oh, happy. You, did. <laughs> you know what their fans are probably saying? Tell Kevin not to come back yeah. to the games. <laughs> so no, it's uh, it's so funny because you know you keep a perspective. When Bruce Weber left, that cupboard was so bare. We had two guys, kind of like OU this year. He had two yeah. guys on scholarship. Like he did so well that first year that the expectations. Because I would, if two years ago when Bruce Weber left and we had two scholarship players, if I would have told you we'd have a winning record and we'd be at five hundred in the conference at the end of, of year two, you one hundred percent would have taken that and you said bet. you're on the right path. You know. It, Tang hits a couple of diamonds in the rough last year yeah. with the guys that he got. Well, I mean, and Keyshawn was the big one because yeah. Noel was already there. He obviously kept him there. But you don't get Keyshawn last year. Then this year, you, your your expectation of this year is completely different because you don't make the run you made last year. It, uh, it's, Wish it, we it's could funny. see into a ball and see how many of our guys that he, are there now will be there next year. Still stick around. That's where you look at OU, and I'll go. I I like the year we've had. Who knows who's going to be back? Yeah, as fast as you, they leave, but they, that's every, they leave more in basketball yeah. than they do in football. Oh, it's ridiculous. Well, it's, I, I I would just wonder about um, if baseball deals with it just as bad or soft. And I know in softball, I mean our our ace pitcher at, at OU right now is the girl from OSU. Correct. So you know, without her, then <laughs> did you see Jordy Ball when she, she yes, tore ACL? Yeah, that sucks. So I'm going to switch up because we're a little shorter on time than I thought I'd be at this point. So we were going to talk about something else, but we might save it for another time because um, it's going to take longer than than what we have available to us here. But um, I'm I'm trying to find something here on 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 Twitter, but oh, there it is. So. I started following this guy. I think it, it was Saturday, if I remember correctly. So he's the he's a beat reporter for the Arizona State University Sun Devils. But his first tweet that he posted that caught my eye was this. I lost our fantasy football league, so I'm here competing the Waffle House Challenge. I haven't had it yet. I'd like Do to you know, know what, what that it is. is? Okay. I'd like to know it. The rules are simple. 
Stay at a Waffle House for 24 hours, and for each waffle you eat, one hour is deducted off of your total time. So 24 hours staying at a Waffle House. If you eat 10 waffles, you're staying there for 14 hours. You get 10 deducted. If you can eat all 24, you can leave in an hour. You can go. So he said, start official start time, 8.20 a.m. So I started, I'm like, I got to follow this guy and see how this goes throughout the day. Um, it was actually quite, uh, entertaining. Um, so uh, the problem I'm, I'm looking here real quick, um, cause they're not, in while he's order. looking, I want to ask you guys out there, how many of you would like a waffle house in oh, Salina? Yes. And I truly over the years when, when we go, you know, the, the nearest waffle house that I know of from here is, uh, just before you get to the shopping center the racetrack over in kansas city there's one that exit before the the uh the racetrack so we stop at it sometimes but if you go start going south you just they're everywhere and i've always thought with the truck stops out here and the even mainly out on i-70 you think one would just boom out there out by where the ihop is and grain belt supply Mm -hmm. and all that yeah you think it could just kill it out there yeah. And so I don't know. They are franchised. Yep. So I don't know if somebody's just not ever considered Salina, Kansas. I'm but I'm to, telling you, I think it would be packed. I'm heading to Tulsa. I'm going to have to stop. <laughs> this is, I'm getting hungry. So his, there was a few updates I can't seem to find for the first few waffles. <laughs> but he, so he had an update. He said, just put down the seventh waffle. Number eight is on the way. Tried hot sauce to change the taste. It was a horrible decision. Hoodie is up. I'm listening to Tom Brady and Kobe Bryant motivational videos. So is this he lost his um his he lost his fantasy football yep. and that was the this punishment. This is the punishment. Yeah. You have to go sit in a waffle yep. house for 24 hours. That would be too bad, but I'd have to be awful hungry. So that was at day of. So that one was at 12:34. Then he said, "Update. The eighth waffle is down and I'm not kidding when I say it will haunt me for years to come. I'm a shell of myself." Time to drink another sparkling water and take a walk around my booth. Recharge and reload. That was at 3.02. Then at 5.37, update 9 and 10 are down. Finish those two with a side of bacon. Nothing to cleanse the palate quite like some Waffle House bacon. I feel really good about my chances of getting out of here by 8 p.m. So he's on a 12-hour shift, huh? So that was 9 and 10. Goodness. And then there was... uh, Update at 8 o'clock. 11 and 12 are on the way. I can see the light. We're in the end game now. And then at the end, he said, uh, so he walked out at 8.43 p.m. I'm done. I'm a different man leaving that Waffle House. Life won't be the same. I will never be eating another <laughs> waffle again. So there's some uh, other ones in there as he is going along. I don't want to read them all. but well, it I'm was, surely not the only guy that took that challenge. What would we do in Salina? Where well, I've we heard of that set? at IHOP with pancakes. But yeah. I, but... I mean, you. I know you've been to a Waffle House. Those waffles are huge. Yeah, they're pretty big. They're the size of the plate. So I always do all you know the the hash browns that have everything scrambled, shambled, and stirred, and yeah. you know you put chili onions, yeah. bell peppers, cheese, the whole thing. So I, I'm a, I'm a hash browns. Guy. I don't go there enough, so everything sounds good when I go yep. there, and I can't decide. So I always get one. Their, of their- hamburgers are always really good. And you know, when I was in there, when we drove down to the south here a couple months ago, we stopped at one in Arkansas and ate it where 
Paul lives down there. And um, the guys were all eating T-bones. Well, that's their, one of their specialties is the grilled T-bone. So I've never had a T-bone at a Waffle House, but it's their prime <laughs> special. Didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, man. So there's wild. always a ton of T-bones. But I, it would... It was just one of those um, one of those franchises that I think could make it in Salina, where there's several. Like Rib Crib didn't. The staff's smaller. You know, you don't have a yeah. big, huge staff. I, I think you could make it in a Waffle House here. Yeah, the, the challenge is, is they want them to stay open 24 hours. Right. And I feel like you'd have part. a hard time staffing. You got to find the right people. But you know what? And there's when you walk into a Waffle House, I mean, th- that lady behind the counter She's not going to take any crap from you. She's heard it all, seen it all. Always very good. Get your get your food out immediately. No, you never get the wrong order. It's never done wrong. Well, if any of you have, have you ever drive down to the to the uh, west of Mobile, Alabama, that's where the hurricane hit came through and just about wiped out everything, just down to to slats, just just to the west of uh, of Mobile, all the way back towards new orleans but that whole area through there one guy must have went in and bought all of the slabs and put up brand new waffle houses so i think like every fourth to fifth mile there's a waffle house (laughs) for about 20 to 25 miles through where where the main hurricane force came through there and uh so we stopped at a couple of them of course (laughs) on different different days because we were staying we were staying near it so we stop every 25 minutes you know it has the franchise's name on them and it's all the same guy the, or the ones we went into is the yeah. same guy. And I go, he's pretty smart. He probably got some cheap land here. And if it blows down, who gives a damn? Just build yeah. another one. They're built like a trailer house, you know, just one little skinny building. Well, now I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, the only other thing I had on my list to mention was, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter or Facebook, um, but uh, this will get you all worked up on NIL stuff again. So the Georgia quarterback, Carson Beck, apparently a couple weeks ago they had a picture of him buying a – and I'm, I'm probably going to say this incorrectly or pr- pronounce it incorrectly, but he bought a Lamborghini Urus Performante. Huh. That model starts at $270,000. I got to tell you one thing about it. <laughs> He's he's using his money wisely. Yeah, that's the sh- that's the bad thing about handing an eighteen year old that kind of money oh, is yeah. they just don't have a clue. No, and I've said and that. they weren't raised in an environment to have a clue. The majority, I would say, probably that. Uh, hey, I don't know any kids right here in Salina, middle class kids that could handle that. That's no. just not something an eighteen year old. I've said this so many to. times because in my lifetime, watching college basketball. I'm a little bit biased, but I would say that Michael Beasley is probably the best college basketball player I've seen. Definitely as a freshman. Definitely best freshman I've seen. I've said, and obviously he'd never, I mean, the guy made money and did okay for himself right. in the NBA, but was never panned out what everybody thought he would be. And I've said this all along. I don't know the guy. I know that people said he was very immature when he was at K-State. Um I think Miami was the worst place he could have gone. You give a 17-year-old, which is what he was at the time, a $20 million check and go put him on South Beach in Miami. Yeah. If they would if if, if I would have done that, you would have found me dead. I mean, Broke. 
You know, I, I think if he would, he needed his maturity level and where he was, step he needed to go to like you Utah. Brothers. What's that? Boats and hoes. Yeah. <laughs> Boats and hoes. So, yeah. Um, oh, I just, uh, I feel like he got a pretty raw deal there as far as where he ended up and, mm. and obviously never, never got out of that funk. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they're all going to. I shouldn't say all. Most of them are going to blow this money. Make bad decisions. And a Lamborghini is a bad decision. That's just – I mean, and if you talk to these guys that make it further in the NBA and don't go broke in the end, they they all say, you know, your first check you just do, do some stupid stuff. Yeah. The fear is you never get the second check or the second contract. And then what have you done to yourself? Um, We're about to wrap up here, I guess. Yep. But – we were going to talk about Ambucks, right? Yeah. You wanted to bring up Ambucks quite a bit. We haven't talked about them yep. in a while. They're still building the heck out of those ramps. Yep. Same guys. Yeah, just we'll talk their about it. Off, I just, it, I feel like Ambucks is, I mean, it's how you and I met. Yeah. Um, I feel like we've done a lot better job recently in getting the word out to the community, but, you know, I still run into, most people I run into don't know anything about what Ambucks does. And it's been a very important part of my life over the past. 15 years. Um, and so, yeah, at some point during the, one of these podcasts, I want to spend 15 minutes and, and talk about what the organization actually does and kind of educate those of you. And even for those of you that are down in Oklahoma that listen to this, they're all over in the state of Oklahoma as well. And so, um, for those of you that want to get up early on a Friday morning, but they're not always, they're not all that way. Some of them are lunches. Right. Ours happens to be, some of them just get together literally to just build a wheelchair ramp or literally just to vote on a scholarship. They don't really have regularly scheduled before of Ambucks. No. In a, have you been in a role? I've, I've been the head of different committees, different committees. Okay. He earlier, Kevin had said he had never been part of a civic well, but this uh, Ambux is yeah. a lot of probably does more good a lot of times than the city even does. Well, I, and that's <laughs> in, in the long. I run. mean, yeah, I mean it's it. There's so much more that that Ambux does that people don't even realize. So yeah, yeah but I want to spend I want to spend the right. the correct amount of time to to talk about that. So, so maybe we'll hit that next time and hit a little. Yeah. Uh, two weeks from now, where are we going to be? We're going to be in the playoffs, aren't we? Which playoffs? Oh, tournaments. The, the basketball, we'll be going. yeah. Yeah, so. I was like, uh, I think, he, no? I think we the the teams uh, being picked for March Madness is the 8th, 9th, isn't it? I, it sounds probably so I think that right. weekend is, or the 9th maybe. I can't remember what day is a Sunday. Um, but we're within about two weeks or a week and a half right now of being picked to who's the NCAA tournament, so we'll get into that a little bit too. Fun. I did not think that while Joe, Rome Tang was at K-State, We'd be looking at an NIT bid again. I thought we were past that. Unfortunately, <laughs> as you can tell in my voice. Win a few more games. Just get hot right here at the we, end. We we got West Virginia tonight. Should win that one at home. Yeah. We got KU coming up. Could shoot seven and eight. In Lawrence. And we got Iowa State at home. Seven and nine. If we can win those seven three games, you've got two quad one wins there with Iowa State and KU. And then go win a game or two in the tournament. We got a chance. Yeah. But we have, we, that, we basically, I think we can lose two. I think we can lose the game at KU. And if we can still win a few tournament games, maybe get a chance. 
But uh, if you lose to Iowa State, lose to West Virginia, or, or don't make a run in the tournament, we're, we're done. So. You're NIT bound. It's all right. <laughs> Maybe we'll win that. <laughs> Didn't think after. We'll have a anymore. lot more information on the next yeah. podcast. So, all right. Well, anything Thanks for else? listening. Nope. All right. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Philip Project Podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Kevin Phillip Project. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us.